are once again. This is Still Sober with John Raven. How are you? Are you good? You're a sober person. Hope you're staying sober. If you're not a sober person, hope you're staying sane. Today was nice. And by nice, I mean, I think it was 98 degrees. And it was pleasant because we've been conditioned here in Austin, Texas, and most of Texas, to uh, we've been conditioned to expect 104 to 108 degrees. So we really feel that breeze when it's only in the high 90s. Wow. It's amazing what you get used to. It's, a, it's weird to be walking around when it's 98 and go, nice. <laughs> it's, uh, the sun is only slightly oppressive today as opposed to full-on abuse. So that's what was going on today. I uh, have learned at work um, when dealing with multiple locations and lots of uh, product, product, because I'm moving drugs. Uh, no, with glass racks, milk crates full of plates, that sort of thing. When you're moving stuff from, you know, I'm, uh, I went from uh, I've had, having driven a 15-foot or higher uh, U-Haul truck two or three times in my life to uh, becoming almost a pro at uh, driving it, pulling the ramp down and propping it up myself, loading, unloading, all that kind of shit, doing it all by myself. Uh, figured it out. It's great. Here's the thing I've learned is that people are way too trusting of random yahoos that drive trucks. Like it's one thing You've probably seen the quality of truck drivers drop every year over the years because, you know, the, the companies pay them less. So the back in the day when, you know, when trucker movies were a thing um, and that sort of, you know, late 70s and 80s, I mean, truckers were – you. You knew they were the best drivers on the road. Well, that's not the case anymore. However, on an even lower level, you don't even need a special license to drive a fucking U-Haul truck, which is weird. It's weird to me that just uh, any um, John Q. dipshit can just get into a super big U-Haul and just weave all over the road. People are very trusting and they shouldn't be. It's really weird that people just assume I'm going to keep driving safely as they cut me off and weave in and out of traffic and just kind of zoom around me. It's like, do you have any idea how easy it is for me to destroy your Audi. Do you like your Lexus? Do you like the left side of your Lexus? Because I can, uh, you know, breach it just by going like that. You're lucky I'm paying attention. You're lucky I'm good at what I do because, damn, people are crazy. 
I see people like not letting me in and I have learned that you do not have to ask permission when you are that big. If they are not going to move over and then they're in your blind spot and you're trying to get over the right lane and you're in a lane that's about to exit, you don't want to exit. You got to get over one lane. And the schmuck behind you in, the, in your back left corner is just sitting there and is not moving over or slowing down. At some point, all you got to do is just go, well, fuck it. I'm coming. You saw my blinker. I gave you the opportunity to let me over. But now I'm just going to take it. They will get out of the way. Turns out they will. They will, um, self-preservation allows them to finally get out of the way. And they're mad, but you know what? You're bigger than them. So fuck them. They should have moved over. Uh, That's what I've learned. They don't, uh, you know, be, be nice, but they try to take advantage of you. You are bigger than them. So, (laughs) yeah. That's that's uh, what I've learned the past couple of days. I'm in a good mood because um, next Thursday the NFL season starts. Next Wednesday, so not this episode, but when the next episode posts on that day, I'm going to be drafting for two different fantasy drafts for NFL football. I just um, did my first one. I'm only in three, three leagues, but I did my first draft earlier this week and, um, and it went very well. Yahoo graded it an A plus best draft of everybody, which is uh, actually kind of, kind of worrisome because, uh, Nothing ever goes according to plan. And uh, so I'm, I'm happy, but also like, uh, it's only downhill from here. Like I probably should draft media in a mediocre way so that I can then, you know, have lowered expectations when the season goes through because now I'm just going, oh, perfect draft. You are projected to kick everybody's ass. Great. I'm totally not going to do that, am I? I don't think I will. So looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to the uh, football season. I'm very, very excited. There's a lot of things coming down. I'm uh, going to for my birthday, going to be in Chicago watching the Bears play the Raiders on my birthday. So I'm excited about that. Just so many things. Very excited. Here's some other things that are not related to how uh, happy I am that I have the distraction that is football. So I will, uh, I will try to keep it at a reasonable level once the season starts that I won't just be focused on the NFL, talking to you about the NFL, because uh, a lot of you don't give a shit. And I know you don't. 
Here's some other things that uh, before I started paying attention to just sports that I've noticed. The first thing uh, that I need to bring up is, uh, and this is not political, this is just factual. And I wanted to point this out because people are making a big deal about Donald Trump uh, having a mugshot. What's weird about it is this, mugshots exist so that you know what someone looks like if things happen further down the road or just in general that so that they know what a uh, what a suspect looks like so they have that on record everyone knows what trump looks like you're talking about a completely unnecessary action it's more for personal uh, satisfaction than anything else. And also the idea that now that there's a mugshot that the, uh, ha ha, yeah, like we got him. I have eight mugshots. Eight. Three of them were DWIs, four of them were public intoxications, PIs, and the four and the eighth was a mugshot taken when I turned myself in because of the last PI arrest was while I was on probation. So it violated my probation. My probation was revoked, had to turn myself in, eighth mugshot. Except for that one. And actually, okay, so the seventh one would be also the reason that the eighth one happened, and which then led to me doing uh, a treatment program in, in county jail um, where I was away for six months total. But if you take that, so if you take the last two off, six mugshots, I had six mugshots, and because of those, spent a grand total of probably four days in jail. Collective, like collectively. Because there's a few, you spend a few hours, uh, public intoxications, you just kind of sit there for a few hours and they let you go right before the sun rises. Um, the DWIs is an overnight But that's the whole thing is I, I need you to understand that. I have six I had six mug shots and didn't do any real jail time. It doesn't mean anything. Also keep in mind that rich people don't go to prison. Some of them do, but not really. They have to really fuck up. And they if they go, they go for very, very, very little time. So you can get excited all you want, but I hate to and I hate to shit on your parade. But uh, I guess rain on the parade probably would be less graphic. But uh, I hate to shit on your parade. But just keep that in mind. I don't have any money, and I didn't do any jail time. After six, it took like seven or eight. 
Well, maybe if he gets like seven or eight mug shots, maybe, 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 maybe. But uh, just calm the fuck down. I want you to kind of sit in reality, whether you're pro or against. And you should be neither. You should just be objective. It doesn't affect you. But just keep that in mind. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. It's it's just a photo. Another thing is is that you see. COVID is back in the news because it's uh, cases are kind of rising. And there's, uh, of course, a new variant. And I want for your own mental health, try to remain in the rational middle. The reasonable middle here. The only thing you have to do, not get caught up in all the kinds of shit like trying to uh, rehash the old arguments, bring up um, the emotional responses from both sides, blah, 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 blah. Doesn't matter. Come back to the center. All you have to do is watch out for your own personal health. Treat it like the flu. It's like, should you get uh, booster shots? I don't know. Do you get flu shots? I don't. I don't take flu shots. Never had one. I've also never gotten the flu. This is not because I haven't taken flu shots. It's just because that's the way I've been lucky and I have my immune system is strong. I dose myself with vitamins and just, you know, just genetically, that's who I am. I had a girlfriend who got a flu shot every year and two of those years in a row, she took, she got a flu shot and then she got the flu because it was a different strain than whatever the uh, flu shot was. She was living with me with the flu. We slept in the same bed. Sorry, mom. And I still didn't get the flu. It's not that everybody should follow this. I'm just saying that that's what I did because I, that's how I roll. It's not a concern for me. So I don't get the flu shot. I'm taking the same thing with COVID. You just remember it's, you need to just treat it like your personal, it's, it's about your, everybody's health is different. That's all it is. It shouldn't be a big deal. You shouldn't worry about what anybody else is doing. All those people who are wearing masks again, and you're seeing them and you're like, oh, Jesus, we doing this again? No, we're not. They are. Let them do it. Maybe they have, uh, uh, you know, maybe they're immune compromised. Maybe they're unhealthy. Maybe they're scared shitless and they've got PTSD from the uh, pandemic and they're still dealing with trauma. Okay, 
whatever, whatever you got to do. It's their choice. It's their, it's, it's very simple. We know that N95 masks help, but they help the person wearing it. It doesn't prevent them from spreading anything. It is for personal protection. So keep it personal. I don't want to wear a mask. Then don't wear a goddamn mask. You're taking your, you know, then rely on your own immune system and your own health and, you know, your own guidelines, whatever you're doing. That's the, that's the whole thing. Don't make a big deal of this shit. It's just something we've got to take care of. Talk to your doctor. See what they recommend. If they prescribe some kind of medication. Like, I don't trust my doctor. Well, then get another goddamn doctor. Quit listening to people who don't know anything. Don't get your medical advice from a tweet. Don't get your medical advice from a podcast. Unless an expert is on that podcast and gives you some information. That's how I learn to up my uh, vitamin D intake. And zinc, you know, dealing with the, oh, let's, uh, you know, my immune system's okay, but uh, every little bit helps. So I just, you know, maybe that's more, maybe this is more for me to remind me to just uh, not be distracted by people, you know, is it really informative or is this just a trending subject that websites, the media and different people are putting because they know you'll click on it, whatever. Don't do your own personal health. Don't be guilted. Don't be guilt tripped into doing anything. Don't um, be goaded into doing anything. Just, you know, watch out, watch out for yourself and your family like everything else. It's not a big deal. So I do need to bring this up because I just said, no, the podcast, don't listen to pod. Eh. Like I said, it depends on the uh, person on there. There's a, uh, there's a new uh, episode of uh, Rogan's podcast that has uh, Peter Berg on it. Peter Berg's actor. You've seen him in a lot of things. If you saw his picture, you'd be like, oh, it's that guy. Um He's also a filmmaker, and he created the series, directed the series that's on Netflix called Painkiller, about the Sackler family, and which I'm not interested in watching. Uh, it's not I don't watch docudramas really. I'd rather watch a documentary or just listen to an interview about people talking about it. And I recommend this one because if you really want to hear. At this point, you probably already know about the Sackler family, but if you really want to hear some of the shit that these people do, that these people did for Oxycontin, that uh, basically basically selling heroin in pill form without all the cool connotations that are connected to heroin. <laughs> Um, yeah, without any of the, uh, without any of the cool stuff, just, uh, it, it's, I would recommend, uh, listening to the episode. It's, uh, it's a good reminder that so many people, not me, by the way, 
I became a drug addict for purely selfish reasons, had nothing to do with uh, chronic pain or anything else that they got, uh, that they basically got uh, misled into and got themselves trapped into a vicious cycle of addiction based on chronic pain. Um, that people still need to pay for. That there's been no accountability, that people really, you know, fucked over so many families. Uh, I would, you know, it's, I, not only is it informative and, and, and it'll kind of make you upset, uh, but I think it helps remind people that Drug addicts, you know, while people need to take personal responsibility for their actions, that uh, you have to have some kind of empathy uh, and perspective on how this could happen to, this doesn't happen to weak people, this can happen to anybody. And then they get into a situation that they get into, and it's just a good, good, good reminder. So I highly recommend it. Also, I have not mentioned this. I mean, I brought it up, but I've, it never really occurred to me that this is a, a good recommendation that I think everybody should um, should procure some naloxone, which is some Narcan, which is the um, Narcan. It's a brand name for for naloxone. Uh, here in Austin, there are actual some uh, vending machines. There's three vending machines, cur courtesy of the, I'm reading this, courtesy of the NICE project, which is Narcan in Case of Emergency project. And they dispense the medication in front of Cenote, Sahara Lounge, and Sunrise Homeless Navigation Center. And over the counter at CVS and Walgreens, it'll likely cost you between $30 and $150. That's a hell of a range, depending on health insurance, brand, and other factors. To learn how to administer the nasal spray, check out the county's helpful infographic at... It's fine. I think everybody should have a thing of Narcan in their house. If you've and they and you should put it right next to the fire extinguisher, it's basically a fire extinguisher for a person. I think everybody should have one. If you host parties and host get togethers, you absolutely should have one because you do not know what anybody has on them, you don't know if that person. Just in general, you don't know if your roommate ran out of their Adderall prescription, they had a big test or whatever, or they have a big week, so they got a little bit extra Adderall off the street, quote unquote, but they got it from like a friend. And it's their friend's prescription, they thought, but maybe it isn't. Maybe they maybe they're actually counterfeit, or their their street version of Adderall, which is mostly Adderall, but it's got fentanyl in it. Um, 
you're at a party and you've got a little a little tiny dime bag of Coke, but it's got fentanyl in it. You didn't know. You don't know where fentanyl is going to pop up. So it's nice to have that in case of emergencies, just like a fire extinguisher. That's what, you know, our government needs to work on lowering the cost of this shit. They need to be, they need to provide this for free. That's what they need to do. They need to, turns out our legislate, the Texas legislator decided to meet this crisis with punitive measures instead of common sense ones that local advocates like the Texas Harm Reduction Alliance and even Greg Abbott himself have signed off on. Despite bipartisan support, a bill that would legalize fentanyl test strips so you can test your drugs before using ultimately failed in the recent legislative session. Well, that's not surprising, but it is irritating. Um, while a war on drug style drug induced homicide bill became law because that's what Republicans do. That's their problem. They love to go, well, we'll just make the penalties for the dealers more uh, severe. We'll make it like they committed murder. Well, that'll get them. That, that makes, yeah, that's that's how you stop drugs. There's more convictions. We learned this from the 80s. Remember how successful that was. So, since we can't get fentanyl testing strips in this state, because apparently paper is illegal, Narcan's the best option. So I would check out you know, check out your local pharmacy, find out uh, what it's available, see if it's uh, covered by your health insurance, if you have health insurance. Um, if it seems pricey, like, ah, I don't know. Imagine it saving somebody. It'll be worth it if, if you actually had to use it. Hopefully you don't. But that's it. In case of fire, please use. In case of overdose, please use. I mean, it's just, it should be right next to your fire extinguisher in your home. That's, that's, I don't think I've, I can recommend any other advice as strongly as that. Um, and I've never brought it up before, but it's, I, I, I read about this and I was like, okay, yeah, I need to mention it again. Instead of saying, hey, it's available, more of a recommendation that please definitely do this. Um, because, you know, it doesn't matter that you're straight-laced or that you're sober. You're not doing anything. Uh, you want to have it available just in case. Stillsoberpod at gmail.com for any questions or comments that are positive to neutral. Thank you, guys. We'll talk to you next week. Later. Telephone line. Gotta get away, gotta get away, get away.